0: Over the last 20 years working in restaurants, I met a lot of really interesting people. Uh, Bourdain called us pirates and misfits, and he couldn't be more right. Uh, We really were, um, I say were, we are a hodgepodge of cultures and backgrounds, and we get to play with food all day, and we get to make a living doing that. And it's pretty damn awesome. This is what Inside the Pressure Cooker is all about. It's about making some new friends and sharing some stories with some old friends. And listen, we all know that life inside a kitchen is not for everyone. We've seen plenty of people come and go that thought they could hack it, and they couldn't. Um, It really does take a special someone not only to survive, but to really thrive in an environment of just what feels like complete fucking chaos, but it's pretty damn controlled, and then just the constant pressure and the stupid hours you put in, not to mention it can be a very thankless job before you know it it's all in your blood and it's the only thing you know, and you need more. It's an addiction. This is the bond that all line cooks and chefs share. Um, it's becoming the heartbeat of the kitchen, as cliche as that fucking sounds, but it's in our blood, which means it's fucking pulsing through our veins. And it's what we live for. Hey, quick interruption before we jump on to the rest of this. Two things. First, there's a link in the, in the show notes that, well, it's not really a link, it's my email. Please, I wanna hear some feedback from y'all. What do you love, what do you not love? Um, this is how I learn. And the second part, I've set up a Patreon account for this podcast. Uh, the link is also in the show notes below. Please, if you're able to, we would love any contribution you're able to support us with. We all have costs that we need to try to cover with this show, and any support would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Right, where is that? That sounds so familiar.
1: Are we Googling this right now?
0: Nah, I mean, if you want to. I'm just writing it down to look it up. Um. Man, so where do you think the state of the restaurants, like post-COVID, restaurants are just in it's a mess. It's a mess everywhere. And um and so I was actually talking with a gentleman, uh chef in Malta this last week, too. And he pretty much said the same thing. Um, And it it was very interesting to have a conversation with him talking both kind of people as well as um, product. And he's on the other side of the world and it's the exact same story.
1: I mean, I think we're like on the upswing, like minus, you know, like the mandates are gone. like, that's a whole different topic for me. Like, those mandates were bullshit to begin with. And, uh, the whole, like, um, shipping things back and forth and like supply chain crisis and all that bullshit. Like, I feel like we're being led to a place where it's purposely less, Meat driven, like prices are going up. I mean, I, w- I remember paying like fucking eight dollars for like eight dollars a pound for wings, and then going down from like eight to six to fucking three, and like three dollars and sixty nine cents for a pound of wings was like incredible. I was like, oh shit, I guess they're going back on the menu. But it it like like the porterhouses and the tomahawks that we sell that. We make like no money off that shit. Mm. You know, you're not, you're not making money off that $140. Yeah. You know what I mean? We make what? Change compared to like the the pork shank we put out this weekend and sold out, sold that out as a special. And it was literally $5 to put on the plate. And you sell it for 32, yep. 36, 40, you know what I mean? And you make your money with that. Yeah. Like and you're not too
0: worried if one comes back either because you fucked it up. You can't. Well.
1: <laughs> They're all ready to go, dude. I can't cook it anymore.
0: <laughs> well, okay something happens. Huh? But yeah, you know, there's always I always hated those really high end things that I was just like, man, don't fuck that up. Oh,
1: yeah. Because that's not yeah, like. We're yeah. lucky now. Like we got the we got a new guy on broiler, and like he's he's pretty much there with his temperatures. But he's he's under more than he is over. I've I'll yet to see him go, I've yet to see him go over. We can always bring it up a temp, but you can't bring it down.
0: Yeah, I'll take under any day of the week.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: no, but I mean, with staffing and, and all this, we're kind of talking like. So there is that great, we'll just call it um, exodus from the restaurant industry. Uh, Mainly because everybody's living paycheck to paycheck. And then all of a sudden there is no paycheck, even though there's stimulus and other money coming, like for a lot of people, it just wasn't enough. So other people just found other jobs, whether they thought it was temporary or permanent, nobody knows who, who even knows if they knew. But things are opening up, and fewer and fewer people are coming back. Now, some people are saying it's the culture. I, I'm just going to kind of – I understand concept of that, but I'm still going to call bullshit on that because it, it, the culture is, is what it is.
1: The kitchen culture or the outside of the kitchen culture? No, the kitchen culture. Oh, yeah. Kitchen culture now is fucked.
0: Well, before – I mean, yeah, it was a harsh environment. It's always been a harsh environment. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I, me and you are probably more of the old school chef's mentality. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I, I was tra- I was trained like, by Germans yeah. and French and Austrian guys, and what they grew up with as well was, you want to talk about hostile? Fuck. I mean, they were probably shoveling coal as their intern,
1: right? Yeah. I've gotten f- plates of fucking like plates of perfect risotto. Fucking thrown at my feet, just knocked out of the window, saying like, "Give me something I can fucking sell." I'm like, I can't make it any better than this. Like, what? What the fuck are you looking for? I'm looking for this guy to fucking put up the fish at the same time. And now this risotto is cold, so fuck it, make another one. Like, I, there was no caring about your feelings. It was just that's that was just wasn't a thing. Yeah, just put your head down, fucking do your best.
0: Now it's uh, now it's on Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. HR's like, get... Oh. You know, involved. My
1: chef is so mean, he made me cry. That's his fucking job, dude. It's his job. Fucking shut up and cook. That's it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, the, the kitchen, it, yes, it was a harsh environment. And we all had expectations of ourselves, um, but there was expectations of the team right and yeah. so I, I expected myself to perform at a better level than i was at because that was me just pushing me like how how am i getting better today right um you know and just never being complacent
1: that's that's exactly what i did and like yeah. I, it's like it's the total opposite now now it's like oh i gotta get home because like fucking housewives of whoever gives the fuck is on like that's not a thing dude like <laughs> i'm sorry i've seasoned pigs to the giants i don't fucking care dude you're working sundays like, welcome to the club, dude. Like, this is what it is.
0: So, I want to know how a line cook has seasoned tickets to the Giants. Oh, my God.
1: This is... <laughs> it's like a running joke in the restaurant because he's, like, friends with, like, another guy that worked there. And uh, our Chef Keith was, like, going away on his honeymoon. They needed, like, extra hands. And they got this guy, Brian, to come in. And he was dog shit. His fucking work ethic sucked. Like, I mean, the way he talked about his mom and his sister was just, like, crazy. Like, oh, this bitch, this cunt. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, you live with these people? Like, these, this is your family. This is how you talk about them? Then you come here and you bitch to us. And it's like, I am i can't wait until November's here because I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are, dude? You're 30 years old. You don't know shit about shit. Like, you think we're here to pick up your slack? Like, that's just not how it works, dude. Oh, Eric doesn't help with the floors. So fucking what, dude? Get a broom. I've never once like chased. If I saw one of my chefs like pick up a broom or a mop, like it was instinct to be like, hey, don't worry, chef. I got that. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like I got that. Go back to the office. Go fucking organize your fantasy football league. Like whatever. Yeah. I'm sure you got more important shit to do than like mop the fucking floor and babysit these kids.
0: If the guy above you, Whatever position you're in starts to help you or get involved in your job, that means you're not performing and Exactly. You need to study. Like he like,
1: he's like, What do you want me to do? I said, How about fucking update your resume, dude? Because this fucking job is not for you. <laughs> like get on like learn Microsoft Word. <laughs> like get in there and start fucking typing because cooking is just not your thing. Oh, that's he over. Requires, like, effort. oh it, he's not there anymore. <laughs> No longer my problem. Like, if I have to reiterate, like, what what should I do next if I say update your resume? Like, the fucking clock is ticking. Right. At no point should we be, like, outworking them. Like, I was taught that if you want to get to where the guy above you is, that you need to, like, hustle. Yeah. And, like, work your ass off and, like, be better than that guy. And if you can't go in every day and, like, try to be better and, like, learn something new... And like shave a minute off of this pickup time, or change the prep on this to like get it done faster with the same or a better result. Like if you can't adjust, then like you you're not you're not doing anything right. You're just like you're just showing up.
0: The way you move up in kitchens is you've got to do your job and the job Again, of the guy in front of you.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Eventually. The, the job of the guy in front of you, you you keep that job and then you start shaving off, you know, your your line cook duties. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and then uh, you're doing the job and then one day it's like, oh, hey, by the way, you're a suit now or you're a lead, you know. And, and so the promotion and the title or the name on the jacket is, if anything, that's just kind of formality.
1: It's the name on the jacket is like irrelevant to me. Like, uh, I mean.
0: Yeah, but you should be doing the job well ahead of time. So the whole like exactly. hey we're going to make
1: you a sous chef shouldn't be fucking surprise you or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I did, you know, like I I've, I've run kitchens. I've been exact, I've been the executive chef at kitchens on four different occasions and it's great, but it's only as it's only as good as like the staff behind you.
0: Oh, 100%. You know,
1: like if like the owners aren't there to like back you up or they're so like they're just, like, clinging on to, like, dishes of fucking restaurant past and, like, oh, we should do this. Like, no, we shouldn't do Like, that shit is garbage. Like, nobody wants to see a fucking giant meatball in this tiny little fucking clay pot. Like, that shit is played out. Like, let's move forward. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> like, let's do something else. Like, every restaurant on this block serves that dish. No, we don't need another arugula salad. Like, fucking get out of here. You know? So, uh, like, I'm perfectly content, like, where I am... I think I'm happier as a sous chef to go in and like be the pit bull that like doesn't give a fuck dude. Like I just, I can be the animal. You know what I mean? Like Keith, like Keith's a great guy, but he's, he's way more timid than I am, you know? And like, he has a kinder, gentler approach and I just don't like, if I rip you a fucking new asshole, like don't expect me to rub your back and tell you it's okay afterwards. You know, you might get, you might get like a, you know, listen, like, you know, it's just a work thing at the end of the week, but like, I'm going to beat you up all week. Like that's, that's how it was done to me. And that's, that's what worked. It was like that whole, like, uh, that like military aspect of like, break you down to like build you back up again. Like sometimes you need to see that like, all right, cool. Like, I guess I suck at this and maybe I should be a little bit better. Or what can I do to get better? How do I get better? Do I ask more questions to like, what do I need to learn?
0: Just when I go off the deep end, it, it, it was more about when people would stop caring. You know, I I wasn't necessarily, you know, the, the pit bull. I mean, I, I'm a bigger guy. Uh, my voice carries. And, you know, and I've always been told, like, hey, why are you yelling? I'm like, no, I'm not yelling. I'm making sure I'm heard. I'm like, when, when I yell, you're going to fucking know.
1: Yeah. no, well, that's 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 a good line for me, too.
0: <laughs> you know, but the moment when they just stop caring and are just blatantly, like, give a fuck. Like, yeah, you like know, they, did you give up? And, and, and then when everything starts to be sacrificed, it's like, listen, I've worked way too fucking hard for you to fuck this up. Right. Oh, and, yeah, no, no, no. and so if you don't want to put the work into it and you don't want to try, then why am I trying to help you? Why am, why am I trying to pay you? Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's like, no, get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I've got no patience for that.
1: I uh, Yeah. that That's, I, I lose it with that whole thing. There's just, there's no, I don't have enough time in my day to worry about, like, that kind of petty bullshit. Yeah. Like, if you can't care in the slightest. Mm -hmm. like uh, If I didn't go, if I went to work and, like, didn't give it my all, I was, like, in fear of my job. I would have been shit-canned immediately. doesn't matter, like, how good you can cook. Like, if you can go in there and, like, not, and cook good, but, like, not consistently and have a shit attitude and, like all that garbage that comes with it, you can only put up with that shit for so long.
0: And then- Well, the other part is like, so they, they say it's the restaurant culture and the, the abuse, so to speak, um, that, that is toxic. But I want to ask the question, what fucking industry or what job can you go to where the attitude you portrayed that got you into this hostile situation would be okay? Because I'll,
1: I'll go, sign me up. It's only okay in restaurants. In my, I mean, to me, it's like, I, that's just, if I walk into a restaurant, like, I expect it to be like that.
0: Well, no, I'm talking the that someone that can walk in and not give a shit and then complain that it's, they weren't getting paid enough, it was too hostile, they got yelled at, um, you know, they... If they weren't trying every day. They just kind of would come in and just like, hey, how, how under the radar can I stay? I just, you know, where's my cruise control? And then, and then bitch like, hey, I'm not getting paid more. I'm not getting promoted. I'm not doing this. Fucking chef's yelling at me. And it's like, well, apply everything you just said to me to any other career. And
1: would you expect a different result? No. You I mean, we can't. We just, we're just like, it's work ethic. Yeah. And like, we as chefs are just like, it's, it's literally with a last like, meritocracy left like how many other jobs can you go to and like this lengthy application 17 fucking interviews and all this other bullshit like you walk in it's like all right dude like all right so go on the walk in and fucking make me something right like yep like like professional artists like there's no fucking place to go into be like all right well paint me something like that doesn't happen That's just like all right go in and like fucking what's his name uh like banksy or whatever You're not like getting a job and like, I mean, like, all right, we'll go fucking paint something on the wall. Here, it's just like, all right, there's the walk in. We got a whole bunch of shit. Fucking make it taste good and look nice. And then do that every single night, every single day for the remainder of your time here. Like that or better. It's judged on merit. Like, what can you do? Mm -hmm. You know? Like that. That post today, that True Cooks thing, like, all right, all the new guy, I, could talk, I talk all this shit, right? Yeah, that was great, fucking guy. And then you fucking sink, dude. And then I am bailing you out. If I got to come and do your fucking job, like, we have a problem.
0: That was a great post. Huh? It was a
1: good one. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> that's that's the thing dude, is, it's it's like it, it's become so obscene that like they come in with this attitude, just like I need to fucking coddle you. No, I don't, dude. I don't need to coddle you. Nobody coddled me, and I fucking turned out just fine. Guess what? Like you, if you work the fucking fry and plancha station, like you better be fucking prepped because I'm not coming to do it for you. There's no coddling in a kitchen. It's not, but like. It's expected these days. It's 100% expected. They think that people are just going to get, like, you know, a little pat on the ass and be like, all right, it's okay, buddy. We'll get them next time. And that's that's just not that's not how it works, dude. It's just not. Like, these these guys will come in, like, at 3 o'clock, all fucking stoned or, or fucking, like, working off a, a hangover from the night before. And, like, I've already fucking... I got home at 1, I've been up at 7, hit the gym, and already got to work fucking five hours before you even decided to show up. Opened everything, the whole fucking line set up, and nobody has to worry about shit. Yeah. But not, that's that's not for you, dude. That's fuck. That's for me. Like, I don't do that shit for, for anyone else. I do it for me. You know, like, first and foremost, it's, this is what I need to do.
0: And how close do you think kitchens, like, true professional kitchens, are to, like, the military?
1: Oh, they're fucking neck and neck. They're, they're right there.
0: I know there's the whole brigade system and stuff that we work on, but I mean, for the most part,
1: not too many kitchens still use that. Not anymore, no. Now it's like, I mean, like, (laughs) he's going to be listening to this, but I'm going to say it. Like, so we just just had a guy leave and he's moving to Pennsylvania and he's like, he got hired as like the sous chef in this place in Pennsylvania. And it's like, the guy that fucking hired you as a sous chef, like probably doesn't even understand like what a real sous chef does. Like he doesn't, there's no concept of like, those titles anymore. Like you see the ads on Indeed and be like, "Oh, we're hiring a fucking pizza chef." No, dude, like, it's not a pizza chef. Like you're a fucking cook. Like you make pizzas. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. like if you're if if you have an ad up for Domino's and you're fucking posting is Pizza Chef and you're gonna walk in and like change a shit on Facebook and fucking Instagram and be like, "I'm a Pizza Chef at Domino's," like, no, dude, you <laughs> you're a fucking robot. You're like you're a useless robot at this point. It's not it's not what it was. You don't like start from the bottom and work your way up anymore and it's not like unfortunately like it, it only goes like so far there's very few restaurants where it's like okay that cook is really good like we're gonna we're gonna bump him up like you're gonna be the sous chef like that's people go in and it's like like you said before it's just like i just need to make ends meet i'm just doing this because i have to pay my fucking outstanding like netflix bill or whatever like i can't go home and watch fucking house and dragons unless i you know work these i get these like three hours of overtime i don't fucking care about you and your house of dragons dude like <laughs> yeah what have you done for anyone else lately
0: hey man i, I need to pick up some overtime my uh my only founds account was locked
1: yeah it's like <laughs> it's, insane. it's so ridiculous at this point
0: um well no i asked the kind of the military thing because to me that's like it, the line is like the trench right yeah. and i mean just it almost feels like the guy next to you is like your battle buddy and I mean, I didn't they serve any to, in the military. They yeah. have to be, but the com- to. that camaraderie that comes out of it as well at the yeah. end of the shift. I mean, it's like coming out of a firefight, you know, where it's just like you just look at each other and like, fuck yeah, right? And you're, you should be proud about it, Um, as opposed to looking at the guy next to you and you'd be like, one more shift like that, and you're gonna have a fucking knife in your
1: side, dude. Yeah, but there's been plenty of nights like all, all those things have happened <laughs> regularly. It happens constantly. <laughs> It's like, dude, fucking how long? Six minutes. Okay. Well, your fucking six minutes is actually twelve. So, like, you want to meet somewhere in the middle? Like, let's figure this shit out. Hey, at least they told you six. God. Six is actually twelve. Twelve is twenty four. Like, when when I when I say how long and your answer is melting cheese, I'm like, just like, that's not a fucking time. Like, how yeah. actually how long? It's coming, it's coming. So is fucking Christmas, dude. Like, let's <laughs> get that shit in the fucking window.
0: Let's go. Oh. <laughs> to me, I I love the other one. Thirty seconds. It's like, okay, yeah. well, thirty seconds means half of it's on the plate. Yeah. And I don't As even see the like, plate
1: down. So Yeah. As they're like bending down to like pull a burger out of the drawer and fucking and like throw it like a frisbee onto the flat top. I'm like, come on, dude. Like fucking nowhere close to three minutes. It's never yeah. gonna happen.
0: That, that's the how long? Uh two minutes. <laughs> so is it working?
1: <laughs> Porterhouse medium well, how long? Right now. As it's, like, going in the broiler. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Just say you forgot it. Just just fucking be honest, man. That's man, it. That should have been the first one off the ticket. Oh, my God. Sometimes, I mean, we get some crazy nights where it's just, like, it's porterhouse, 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 tomahawk, tomahawk, tomahawk. tomahawk. And it, they're, like, nonstop, just nonstop. So,
0: how much longer before chefs and cooks... I shouldn't say chefs, but eventually it will be chefs, but it cooks replaced by robotics and AI.
1: It's already happening some places.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, fast food places. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. I know White Castle. uh, Yeah.
1: White Castle, There's a bunch of McDonald's, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Their fryers are essentially all automated now. It's all robotic.
1: They have that one. uh, I think that robot, that's called like Flippy or something like that. That'll like. Uh-huh. burgers and steaks and shit. Um I don't see it happening in like I don't think like 11 Madison Park is going to like get any fucking flippies anytime soon, but there's going to be restaurants that are going to be like
0: probably the last man standing kind of thing, right? And, and I it, I could almost see it where at one point in in our future where there's going to be restaurants that are all it's robotic, there's not there probably won't be a soul in it. Right. And other than like and the, that person is probably like the just the tech guy that's there to fix a robot if it breaks. Couldn't tell you anything about it. And then there's going to be restaurants that can be staffed with true cooks, chefs. But there, there's not going to be any middle in between.
1: I think it's I think that's pretty fucking depressing. That's like a that's a that's a really fucking depressing thing to think about. To think, to think is like people put like their heart, like they put all of themselves into this into this job, and to think that like someone is so fucking brazen and like be like, oh, we're just gonna like cut the middleman out. We're just gonna have this robot flip burgers and fucking cook steaks and drop fries or whatever, like. That was someone's fucking dream. You know what I mean? And you just replaced it by a goddamn robot.
0: Well, it, it, everything, <laughs> like, I, I've, I've been seeing the writing on the wall for so long where it was harder and harder, you know, pre-COVID on just just with product costs, right? Yeah. And, and I was part of a, a group. So we were always – we always had contracts in place. So I, I, I was paying – like 10, 15% less than just the mom and pop place. So the larger your buying power was, obviously the less you paid, mm-hmm. which is, I understand, but it's like, man, so all the places that need the help are the ones paying the most.
1: The most, 100%. All and
0: it, it's like, it, it's already hard enough to, stroke, to struggle to get by. And then so COVID happens and, you know, they probably had bills racked up and then we finally get out of COVID. We kind of, all right,
1: things are somewhat stabilized, right? But now pricing is just fucking through the roof. It's crazy. And then they, then they raise your minimums. And then they tell you, I mean, we had a company in, in Boston that was like, we, were, we had like, we were set up for like three days a week delivery, you know, and it kept like a good rotation of stock. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're not, we're not coming on Wednesday. The fuck do you mean you're not coming on Wednesday? Like, what do we pay you for? Oh, everything will be there Friday. I don't, I, I'm going to fucking need double that on Friday. It, it got so obscene where it was just like, oh, we don't have enough truck drivers. We don't have enough this. We don't have enough this. Oh, here's your $80 fuel surcharge. Here's this. There's a tax on this. Tax on this. It just, it became insane. Yeah. Not to mention like the prices of the product, like through the roof.
0: Yeah. But you know what? All the, your chain places, they're getting their deliveries. Oh, of course they are. So, I mean, now all of a sudden
1: the chain guys is... People basically survive on like serving fucking prison food. I mean, Applebee's, Applebee's is going to get a fucking delivery over, like, a place that gives a shit?
0: Yep. And and they're going to pay 20% less, if not, le- if not less than that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're, the price on their menu, you're going to look at it, and you're going to be like, it almost cost me that to put it on a plate. Yeah. And, and so it's like, how are you supposed to compete with that? Because now people are coming into your place, and they're like, well, dude, why is your burger 15 bucks? I can go over here and get it for nine. Yeah. You know, and I've heard this. I've done some consulting and, and
1: it just working with some of these guys.
0: And it's like, that's just how it is. I mean, so we, they,
1: have a, we have a meat market like right down the street from us. And they're great. And they're like, they service all of Long Island, incredible products. And they have this great burger blend. And literally, it's, it's $5 like to break it down. It's $5 per patty just to put on the plate. You know, so what are you left with, you know, a, a $20 burger at the end after you, every th- after you throw all this shit on there and then add like slab bacon and this and that and all this, you know what I mean? And like labor and all o- and overhead, like it, it, it all adds up. Yeah. And who who right now can go out to dinner and have a $20 burger when they just spent like 160 to fill up their gas tank, you know, or have a fucking $900 oil bill.
0: Uh, the ones that came in for the two yeah. tomahawks.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's crazy. <laughs> It's just not so yeah. It's, well, it's, but that's what I'm
0: saying. Like it, and so we're the longer this plays out, the the more we're gonna start seeing the more just the graveyards filled up with the mom and pop places and the smaller yeah. restaurants. The medium-sized ones will will struggle to get through. Um, but that's what I'm saying, like soon enough it's gonna be all corporate chains operated by machines, and then you're gonna have your standalones um that are just going to be kind of uh the last of the mohicans kind of shit yeah that are just going to be your true chefs and there's always going to be just some of the the standouts and who knows maybe some pop-ups will be a thing again you know (laughs) underground dinner becomes like an actual thing like it's a you know hey we're going rogue um yeah
1: that's the whole thing with like and like the ghost kitchens and shit that are popping up now it's like people want to rent space and just I mean, there's like a place down the road for me. Like I go on Grubhub and it's like, and you look at the address, there's like three addresses for like the same one address for like three different places. Yeah. I'm like how is this even possible? That's like a Boston market. <laughs> now it's like three different chicken places out of one restaurant. I'm like, what the fuck? Are like, Get out of here.
0: Oh, they started doing that in San Francisco. They, they actually opened up. It was someone, they opened just a, a ghost kitchen. It was a warehouse and that's all they were doing. It was just, I forget how many kitchens were in it. And, um, but at one point they had eight different restaurants that were executing just out of that. Yeah. And and, and it was, that was their only location. Like it wasn't like, Hey, you know, some of them were like, Oh, we're just going to do our takeout delivery out of there. Um, so they can focus on the kitchen, which was like, Hey, that, that would be nice. Not have to deal with fucking takeout delivery out of the restaurant.
1: But some of them were just, it, it, it's amazing. Um, it really went, like, it went, like, over the top. I know, like, when COVID hit, I was still in Boston, and um, it was, like, nothing was open. Everything was shut down. Everything was closed. So they had there was uh, all these Bertucci's restaurants. They're, like, all over. It's, like, Olive Garden in New York. They're, just, they're fucking everywhere. But they were all closed. So then um, Eric Greenspan started that thing, Mr. Beast Burger, and they were all working out of fucking all the Bertucci's. They were like basically paying the rent there, go in and like yep. serve takeout and send out burgers to everybody. And like, that's just what happened, you know, and it it took off and it just like escalated from there. Now everything's a ghost kitchen. Everyone's like got some of second restaurant inside a restaurant selling basically the same food or like different products or with different wrappers. Or-
0: well, I mean, to me, it's people are paying for. A full scale, like a, a full restaurant experience through a ghost kitchen, the, the quality is not going to be there. No. I mean, we all know that once you put something into a to-go box, like quality drops significant, right?
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Um, and then once you start adding on time for delivery and all that stuff, I mean, you're going to get maybe 10% of the quality that <laughs> you started with.
1: Yeah. And that's um, um, It's. It, it, I think it just opens the door for like more complaints.
0: Well yeah, and I mean
1: like if you run a restaurant, you have like nachos, like like I'm wouldn't I'm not even putting nachos on it to go menu. Like it's not even gonna be an option for you to take on. Like it's just it's oh, okay. gonna be garbage. My chips are soggy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet they so were. What can you're I gonna do for you? Every time. Can I get like a muscle pot to go? No, you can't, dude. You you fucking oh. can't. That sounds horrifying. Go sit down in a restaurant and eat them.
0: And thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the Pressure Cooker. If you enjoyed this episode and feel like you're able to take something away from it, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. Um, If you don't use Apple Podcasts, please follow us, as well as share this episode with a friend. This is a publication by Rare Plus Media, hosted and produced by me. From Rare Plus Media and myself, Chad Kelly, thank you for listening. Keep kicking ass.